What is good, everybody? It's your boy Sherman Obed here, of course, back at you once again, bringing you another amazing episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. What's going on with you, Obed? I'm all right, man, living the dream. Out here trying to stay warm. It's getting bitey out there. Oh, man, it's getting looking real brisk outside. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's about to be so cold. I don't even want to look outside, my man. <laughs> I hope y'all, America, I hope you don't have seasonal depression. But it's it's going to be rough out here. Dude, oh, man, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I am not built for tough. I'm not built for this nonsense. <laughs> so let me tell you, know, you. You used to live in Canada. I'm not mad at the cold. I just need it to snow. Give me a reason for it to be cold out here, and I'm all right. Dude, but snow does no, no good. It just causes problems on the road. As an even... adult, yes. As an dude, adult, yes. As a kid. Yeah, you even miss school. But, dude, it does no good. People say, oh, well, it irrigates the soil. That's what you got rain for. I'm good with the rain. There's no reason for snow. All it does is cause problems on the road, that people slip and slide, get into accidents. There's not a damn reason. We need that junk. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> the, the, the ramblings of a man who might end up moving to Florida or California one day in his life. Yeah, damn skippy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get right into it, my man. Um, want to start out with some uh, basketball, some news here around the association. I don't know if you saw uh, Celtics forward Gordon Hayward fractured his hand by just by kind of running into a, a strong screen by LaMarcus Aldridge the other night. He ended up actually having surgery. He's going to be out for at least, what, six weeks, if I'm not mistaken. It kind of hurts the Celtics. I mean, they look, they look, they look. They're they're off to a great start. They're eight and one right now. You know what I mean? So they definitely started out great. But I mean, uh, it definitely it puts a damper on their season. You know, you know, having him gone for the now for the next six weeks. Um, I mean, do but just kind of a quick outlook on Boston so far, and maybe in the long run, do you see Boston as a potential threat? You know, big time threat in the Eastern Conference this season. Uh, I mean, I do. You know, as far as uh, their their roster, I mean, it's going to have to be all hands on deck right now with Hayward out. He was balling 18.9 points per game, seven rebounds, four assists, 55 percent from the uh, from the field, 84 from the strip. You know, it, it's it's uh, it, he was definitely playing up to the potential that they expected from him and has been over his over the course of his career. But another freak accident. Uh, you know, I feel I feel like Kemba Walker has had a resurgence when he's finally home, right? Like this is the crowd that he grew up playing in front of when he went you went to UConn. That I feel like this is this is where he needed to be with with a lot of lost seasons down there uh, in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Oh they, yes. You know the 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 East is is wide open. The fact that the uh, the Timberwolves uh, could make it to. Uh, excuse me, sorry, the Bucks, Timberwolves. Bucks. <laughs> uh, the, the Bucks could be the first team to 50 wins in the East, you know, and you think back to all that, no, taking nothing away from LeBron, but, you know, it's a lot harder to go to the West and try to come out of there than it is the East. The fact that the Raptors came Thanks. through, uh, the fact that um, I think with the, the I would compare the East of the NBA conference to the NFC of the uh, NFL, that any team could come out here and represent for the East the way that uh, it, it's set up. Um, I think they can be a threat uh, looking at who else is out there. Um, they, they've definitely got a chance. It'll be an exciting playoffs, to say the least, because there's a lot of parity in the East. Yeah, I mean – they're they're doing well. I mean, Kemba, like you mentioned before, is having a good year. He's averaging what twenty five a game right now, just just uh, over uh, five boards and four assists. Jalen Brown averaging nineteen. Jason Tatum averaging over a little over nineteen a game. So they've got some great pieces there in Boston. I mean, I do like their roster. Like, I mean, Marcus Smart is you know still doing what he needs to do. So I think Boston definitely has a legitimate shot at uh, taking on Milwaukee. I mean, it's probably going to be Milwaukee coming out of the East, but I think Boston definitely does have a legitimate chance. You know 
know, to show some folks that, you know, they, uh, they are for real. Um, also looking at, at kind of speaking of the East as well, the Toronto Raptors, they snapped the uh, Lakers seven game win streak the other night. Um, I think it was on English Sunday night, I believe it was, or Monday night, uh, winning in LA one thirteen to one Oh four, handing the Lakers just their second loss of the season after of course losing on opening night to the Clippers. No, and this was a you know a Raptors team you know who as we know doesn't have, no longer has Kawhi Leonard you know isn't really you know you know leading with you know all stars so to speak I think Fred VanVleet was the leading scorer for the for the Raptors with twenty three seven and ten you know Anthony Davis had had a had a nice game with twenty seven points and eight boards but I mean you know I mean I think this is just a little bit hitching the road I don't think anyone expects the Raptors to kind of be back where they were of course. Yeah. I don't know your thought on kind of the Raptors situation there in the East and maybe a little bit on the Lakers. I mean, you know, the, again, the, the East is, like I said, there's a lot of parity over in the East. There's no big name star that can just run through uh, that conference as easily as, as LeBron did in his day. Um, you know, so they'll, they'll be in the running, but I don't expect them to come out uh, and get another shot at the Lakers who might very well be uh, in the finals uh, this year. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, all of this hype is great, but I don't think it's what matters most. Uh, honestly, I think maybe them getting a couple losses under the belt is, is for the better. The, 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 I look at the NBA and I look at the MLB and I just think your season is so long. Don't you know, it's not nothing's really set in stone until we get after the all star break or after the, the, the halfway part of the year. Um, right. Uh, right. As far as, yeah, the, the, the Lakers are, are putting together what would hopefully be a championship season uh, with with who I like to see. Uh, Dwight Howard, a little resurgent Dwight Howard coming off the bench, being able to be that role player for them, actually mm -hmm. talking about he takes care of his body now and doesn't eat 25 chocolate bars a day. I was like, you're a grown man <laughs> eating that much candy. What is wrong with you? Um, Dude, yeah. Well, Where is this nutritionist telling him this is he can't be doing this? I think he finally has one now. Uh, I, I mean, it's funny, though. Like that, it, hey, I'm not the one who saw this on television, but I think Dwight Howard's more uh, more into chocolate uh, and I'm not talking about hoo-hoo uh, uh, bars, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but um, I honestly think it's for the better. I mean, I don't think we need uh, aging LeBron James chasing some kind of best record in the NBA record. What's important is to be healthy and ready to go at the end of the season so you can be the, the championship LeBron that people know you are. Absolutely. And, you know, just quickly, as a side note, one team who is not healthy, who is struggling, is the Golden State Warriors, sitting at 2-9. and nine. Right now, currently... <laughs> Their worst record in the NBA. Can you? Um, I just. I don't think anyone could have imagined them going from five straight finals appearances to the worst record in the NBA. Now I get it. The season's young. They're out without. They're without Clay, as we know. They're without Curry, as we know. Draymond's even banged up as well. I mean, but man, being two and nine right now, it's only early in the season. You know, hopefully Curry. You know, Curry will come back soon. Hopefully, Clay, which we doubt will come back. But, man, the fact that the Warriors have just dr dropped off a cliff, albeit due to injuries, I guess. But, I mean, did they even have it? Let's just say for all intents and purposes, everyone was healthy. Would the Warriors have a shot at, in the Western Conference this year? I think so. I think they would, excuse me, they would either be second or playing spoiler. Somewhere somewhere floating around third. And and it's the, the Warriors that we think think we would have seen not the words that we are seeing you know I, I mean Draymond showed me something uh against Utah uh the other night in his explosion and loss of his cool and blowing mm -hmm. up at the ref that he mm -hmm. lacks leadership he lacked the kind of leadership that caused him blowing up at KD and KD leaving town he lacked the kind of leadership to understand that you now's your chance Draymond you're it everybody else is injured 
Right. Right. You you now get to be the guy because you really you had the mouth for it. But now you can't keep your cool to help say, hey, you know what? And and it's funny because he was he was trying to be that guy earlier in the season. He was just like, you know what? We're not very good right now. I know people don't like the sound of it, but he was calm. He was collected. He was coordinated when he says it. I appreciated that. Now I don't see it. That, that It's a lost season. I say yeah. you know, take your beatings, you know, let them say what they will. Do your best to have everybody healthy and on hands for next year and see if you can keep. I mean, the, for me, it's it's uh, uh, Russell. I mean, I don't know if Russell stays around for uh, this kind of a, of a team. Like I said, this I could, think they ship him at some point. Honestly, I they ship him. him I mean, I, I, how long is this gonna? How long is he gonna sit around and be like, man, what did I end up in? I thought this was gonna be a lot different than what we, what I, I came here. What he signed yeah. up for. I, yeah, I 100% agree. 100% agree. Kind of on a similar note, the uh, New York Knicks front office said the other day, the president, Steve Mills, and they were not they were not happy of how this, how the season has gone so far. What how what did you think was going to happen? How what did where did you expect to be after 10 games? They're sitting at two and eight. Did you expect to be eight and two? Did you expect to be even seven and three or six and four? Your team is trash. Yeah. I don't understand. Then this again all boils down to James Dolan. I've said it before and I will say it again. James Dolan needs to sell the damn team. This goes out to all the New York Knicks fans out there. This is almost on the level of Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins. Facts. They will not they will not progress as an organization if ownership remains the same. Yeah. I don't get it. Where where did they expect what did they expect to be? Where they expect to be right now, and there's there's rumors that they could perhaps fire Coach Fisdale right now, you know, soon to say. Land slaughter. I mean, quickly, you're, you're Obed, and we'll move on here. What your take on the state of the New York Knicks, the entire d- disingenuous franchise that they have going on there? I mean, I think you said it well, eloquently. Uh, I mean, what did you expect? You know, when Marcus Moore Sr. and Julius Randle are your leading scorers, you're not going to win a lot of games, even in the East. Um, you got no big name free agents want to play there, and you traded away Porzingis. Yeah, you, you even said you mentioned uh, Morris and uh, Randall. They were at one point the other game the other night. They were actually bringing the ball up the floor. Neither of them are point guards. Yeah. Why? Why are two power forwards bringing the ball up the floor? Might they're, as well put the ball in the hands of the guys that could actually do something with it. That's yeah. all it is. And uh, yes, I mean, JT Barrett is out there, and I feel bad for him because this is not the kind of this is Barrett. the kind. Of, R.J. Barrett, this is this is the kind of uh, T.J. Barrett was a former uh, quarterback at uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, R.J. Barrett, I feel bad because he has a great pedigree. He he deserves to be cultured and coached up on a team that's actually going somewhere, you know, not not floundering and then continuing to just be bad. Yeah, it's it's absolutely awful, absolutely awful. Moving moving along, let's get into some college football news and action. Kind of do let's do a quick recap of Week 11. Two of the big games that we highlighted, uh, of course, for uh, one that was LSU and Bama, which we'll get to in a second. But first, let's start off with Penn State and Minnesota. And folks, yes, I'm is 100% devastated by this loss, but I said it. I said it was a trap game last week. I knew and I knew it would be. It was a trap game, and I, you know, I knew it could happen, and sure enough, it did happen. Of course, as we know, Penn State came out with a loss, 26-31, to but it was some questionable play calling um, down towards the end, especially late in the fourth quarter. You know, um, there was a couple instances where they're in the red zone. They're calling quarterback draws. You know, I'm not really sure, you know, what was happening. They were running running on first and second down. They need to throw the ball. You know, this was a game where – Sean Clifford, he played decently well, threw the ball, I think, a little too much at some point. You know, he was 23 of 43, but he threw for 340, but three picks. That's within the turnovers, man. You can't have turnovers. And all credit to Minnesota. 
all credit to the to the Golden Gophers. Tanner Morgan, that quarterback was efficient. He was only he was 18 of 20 for 339. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, he had a QBR of over 98%. I mean, like I said, all credit to Minnesota. You know, Penn State, we ran the ball well. Journey Brown had over 120 yards on the on the ground. You know, the receivers, you know, they we we played well. But man, you know, on the other side of the ball, Minnesota, Rashad Bateman, seven catches for 203. Ooh, doing work, you know, yeah. uh, but I knew it. I knew this would happen. I, I said, I mean, like I said, I, my, my heart and everything was with Penn State. I picked them on, on paper, no doubt about it, but I called it. This was a trap game, and sure enough, they came out with a loss. But quickly, your take on the game and whether or not you think Minnesota has a realistic shot to actually make the college football playoff. I mean, I, I don't see them having a realistic shot to make in the playoffs. I mean, there's just too large of a, of a hill for them to climb. I mean, yeah, they, they moved up nine spots and deservedly so. But, you know, I think that there'll be a loss by Utah, a loss by Oregon. But you, you look at the top. I don't know if we can we go into this now. Uh, you look at who's above them. Uh, Alabama sitting at five, Georgia at four, Clemson at three. Clemson has a cupcake schedule. They aren't going anywhere. Uh, I don't think Clemson deserves to even be in the top five. They, they'll get it. They'll win the ACC, so they're automatically going to get in. So let's just, you know, in, yeah, yeah they're, 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 like you said, there's a cupcake schedule. But sorry, go ahead. Let me no, understand. but, you, you know, uh, Georgia Georgia is going to have uh, their hands full because they do play Auburn. Uh, they do play at Texas A&M and Georgia Tech. I don't see them having issues with Texas A&M and Georgia Tech, but they could come out here and lose to Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix might come out here and play the game of his life. Um, you know, it's it's it's... <sighs> It's hard for me to say. And in Minnesota, to their credit, a gritty team, a lot of close loss, close wins. They went out there and fought for it. You know, to only win by five against Penn State, I think, says a lot about what that game was. Uh, even with the questionable play calling, it was it was a true slobber knocker. Again, Minnesota staring at their own trap game because Iowa has been a tough draw for a lot of teams. I feel like they could come out here and get slipped up. You never know. Uh, to win against Penn State, it's a very high emotion win for them. You don't want to come out here and come out and be flat against Iowa. Uh, I think they could be on the outside looking in, absolutely, but I don't think they'll break in with all the teams ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll definitely echo those sentiments as you mentioned there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And looking at the other game, of course, as we know, LSU came out on top over Alabama in a you know in a game of uh, for the for the records. You know, LSU won that 46 to 41. At one point, they were just dominating. Man, they were up what 33 to 13 at the half. Man, I mean, and Joe Burrow did it again. 31 of 39 for 393 and three scores. He even ran for 64 yards, too. Man, this kid is on fire. Um, You know, LSU is definitely looking like the best team in the country. And I got to ask you, Obed, do you think Joe Burrow is a lock to win the Heisman Trophy this season? Um, and after that performance, uh, and on top of what he's done till now, I, I, I just can't see you giving it to anybody else. I mean, it's, you know, we'll see what happens with Alabama if they come through uh, and, and regain a top four spot and then go to the playoffs and avenge their loss. Uh, but, you know, Joe Burrow has just been on fire and some of the wins that he's got, uh, you know, against Texas, uh, against Florida, um, you know, against Auburn in a, in a tough one. And now he beat Alabama. I mean, what more could you want from a person to get the Heisman Trophy and just doing it convincingly every single game? You know, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. putting up stats, he's putting up points um, and, and he's just he looks decisive. He looks like a leader out there. You know, I, I again, we talked a lot about uh, 
uh, Jalen Samuels and how he Jalen Samuels. Wait a second. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Samuels <laughs> plays running back for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jalen Hurts and and what he's been doing out there. But again, Oklahoma uh, taking that loss and not having uh, the kind of schedule that I feel like uh, uh, LSU has come and put together. You know, with uh, Coach O. Um, it, it's it's hard for me to vote put, to cast my vote for anybody else but Joe Burrow. Uh, and I honestly, I think the question is: Is Joe Burrow the the number one draft pick for next year? Uh, you know, I, I, I I'm still gonna probably say two is a little bit ahead of him, but he's definitely moving up the ranks. I would say, yeah. you know, and it's this. I think this this loss for Alabama, you know, definitely hurts him obviously. But you know. Can Alabama still get in the college football playoff with one loss and no SEC title? That's a question that's, you know, I don't know because it looks like, you know, if Georgia wins out and LSU wins out, they'll meet in the probably probably in the SEC title game. And let's just say for all intents and purposes, let's say somehow Georgia beats LSU. Can Bama kind of sneak up in there and get past LSU, get, uh, you know, get past them? You know, it's kind of a I don't know type of thing. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, and we've seen it before. It it's happened before. You know what I mean? Um, but can they really get in realistically with the one loss and no SEC title? You know, uh, I, I just know it, it happened before. You before with Ohio State getting in over Penn State when Penn State won the Big Ten a couple years back. So you know, it certainly can happen. Will it happen? I know. I, th- I think Bama is one of the top four teams in the country. Yes. You know. Um, they're, they're, I think they're ahead of Clemson. You know, like you, like you said before, the Clemson has a cupcake schedule. Yeah. You know, but we all know, you know, they're going to go undefeated. They're going to win the ACC title. They're going to get in. Let's just be honest. They're going to get in. Um, but can Alabama really overcome that loss? I think they still have a shot as long as they keep winning. You know, I think Georgia probably has to come away with the SEC title over LSU. Um, you know, to kind of give them a loss so that way, you know, they everyone they all each have one loss and then yeah. you know. I guess the voters will the voters will, will kind of make that decision, but that kind of I guess that's kind of you know waiting waiting to see. But kind of quickly going back to this game, man, you know Tua, as we kind of as you mentioned about being a you know, top pick in the draft, Tua had a decent game. He's still coming off that ankle surgery, as we know. He threw for yeah. 400 yards and four scores. You know, credit credit to him for you know for you know gritting gutting it out there, man. But what a what the hell of a game! Bama really came back, only losing by five. Like I said, I still think Bama is one of the top four teams. In the country, and you know, well, I guess we'll see what happens. He kind of mentioned the rankings up before, as we know, LSU bumped up to one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Georgia four, and Bama sitting at five. But you know, and you know, obviously Utah and Oregon, one of them will drop out. And you mentioned before, I don't think Minnesota really kind of moves up and gets back in there. They're probably going to face Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. So unless Penn State comes out with that victory in a couple of weeks over them, which I don't think is going to happen, I'm just going to put that on the record now. Yeah. Um, so it's probably going to be, you know, like I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, and Alabama in the college football playoff. I would agree with you. I mean, honestly, and I'll try to rapid fire this. We look at what look at look at where Clemson has ended up. They beat NC State over the weekend. Clemson's the, the Clemson's record is terrible, right? The, not their record, their uh, their schedule is terrible, mm-hmm. and went from being the fifth ranked team to the third ranked team when two teams top topped in the rank in the top four ended up playing each other, right? right. Uh, to me, LSU and Alabama are the two most complete teams that could win a national championship. And sidebar, we won't uh, uh, digress to this, but 
they don't, the reason that we don't want to have a 16-team playoff of any kind of sort is because I'm pretty sure a team like Minnesota could topple a team like Clemson. Like, Minnesota is out here actually getting tested against teams. And if they went in there against Clemson with a very – to me, I think they have a suspect defense. I, I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing hit or miss. Thank goodness he has a cupcake schedule to take advantage of things. But I do mm-hmm. think Minnesota could take it to them. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's going to be some games here, and th- and this is just the the rankers playing this game with with everybody. They put Clemson at five, knowing the game up the, up that coming weekend was LSU Alabama, so one of them was going to lose, and they could slide Clemson right in. Uh, same thing with Alabama. I don't think Alabama deserved to drop. Uh, out of the top four, I think you, there's something to be said about losing to the the uh, LSU Tigers, a fantastic team, still putting up 41 on them. And really, mm. go back and watch that game. Tua fumbles in the red zone. There's a muffed uh, punt. They basically spotted LSU 10 points. I think you play mm. that game three times, and, and uh, Alabama wins twice. Um Yep. You know, so I think that just like you said, uh, LSU, Ohio State, uh, Clemson and Alabama, I don't see Clemson going anywhere. They're in there on on legacy alone uh, because that schedule doesn't sound like a schedule where you're going to be able to come out here and do anything against LSU or Alabama. Hell, Mm -hmm. maybe even against Ohio State. Yep. Yep. And looking at some games coming up this weekend, a couple we got some ranked opponents playing Indiana. Is facing Penn State, Bama again, uh, Mississippi State. I guess probably the big game of the weekend is, is number five Georgia, uh, well, excuse me, number four Georgia over or against uh, Auburn. You know that's going to be a, definitely a good one there. Uh, I'm gonna go Georgia here in this one. You know, like and you kind of mentioned it before. You know, will Bo Nix have the kind of game of his life here? You know, may, may, maybe so. I guess that's going you know, to left to be seen. But I think Georgia definitely comes out with this one. You know, like I said, I, I'm high on Jake Fromm. Quarterback yeah. at a quarterback for the Bulldogs. I think he's a you know a true, uh, you know, uh, pro style quarterback. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Georgia in this one here. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think I think Georgia's gonna be able to pull this off. They, their loss is probably gonna come in that SEC championship game uh, if they if they do end up getting a loss and not running the table. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's move on. Let's go into the uh, professional ranks of the football world. Man, I've got to start off with um, got to start off with probably one of the most amazing or you know outstanding players in the league today. The younger one, the young guys, Lamar Action Jackson, doing work, folks. I mean, I don't know what else to, is there is to say about this kid that hasn't been said already, but. Woo! Man, <laughs> this kid is lighting the world on fire right now. Yeah. I mean, he they first of all, the Ravens torched the Bengals yep. uh, this this past weekend. So, I mean, that's first and foremost. I mean, they I guess the Bengals didn't have a shot. They're going with their backup quarterback. They lost 49 to 13 at home. But, man, Lamar is just doing things like never before. He was he only threw 17 passes. And he completed 15 of them for 223 and three scores. But on the ground, he had seven carries for 65 yards. And right. did you see that run? My mom man was juking and jiving. He hit that circle button yeah. and just ran right past three guys. I was like, he's literally playing Madden out here. He's playing Tech Mobile with these guys. <laughs> with Bo Jackson. He is Bo Jackson Absolutely. in Tech Mobile. Absolutely. Yep. Man, what I mean is is Lamar Jackson for real? I mean, is man, as people are saying we've they've never seen anything like this before, you know, quite frankly. To me, it's like, dude, he's Michael Vick. You know, he's, yeah. he's, I mean, we, and, we've, and that's the thing. for me, I've it's seen this before. Little, it's Michael yeah. Vick. 
It's for for me, it's it's a little because even Michael Vick had a very a very long career for someone who played at that time, and also Michael Vick played his the style of play that Lamar Jackson plays now without people scheming for him. Right? They brought in two uh, Greg Roman and one other individual who are offensive-minded coaches who worked with Michael Vick and built teams over the course of their careers after Michael Vick was gone to mold and body and mold the kind of things that Michael Vick did well. And now they're doing it with Lamar Jackson. Imagine if the NFL had guys who had the foresight to actually scheme around what Michael Vick could do. I think he could have set the bar even higher than what Lamar is doing right now. Dude, but this kid, I mean, what can we really say about it? man? I think he's definitely the MV, uh, an MVP candidate. Yeah, for for sure. You know, he's just doing things which are incredible. And we'll kind of we'll get we'll get we'll get um, more some more discussion on him in, in a little bit. But, man, what a game by him. Also, the Titans stunning the Chiefs at home, dude. I mean, Chiefs had a chance to win it with a late with a late field goal. It, it was blocked. You know, Titans came out with that victory at 35, 32. Are the Chiefs in trouble here sitting at six and four? Obed? I do think the Chiefs are in trouble here, honestly. Uh, you know, it, it's that there, there's two stories here. Uh, what has happened to the Chiefs, right? It just seems like you just had you you did you never replaced Kareem Hunt, who I don't know if you should have dropped him from the team, knowing all the stuff that Tyreek Hill has gone through in his offseason. Uh, and you know they they do still have the speed out there, but you know they the one thing that they didn't do was rebuild that defense. The the Patrick Mahomes. Uh, quarterback with the initials PM is having the same problems as another quarterback with the initials PM, Peyton Manning. You continue to bring him first round talent on his offense and refuse to build a defense. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. this kid is so good, force him to play with the pieces that are there. Keep that look cohesiveness together and mm-hmm. build a defense so that in year two, year three, he doesn't have to come out here and torch for 30 points and watch his defense give up 31. Yeah, I mean, man, Derrick Henry ran all over these guys. Yeah, yep. He ran yep. for almost 200 yards. Yep. This uh, Chiefs defense is atrocious right now, and that will be the death of them. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes, and he's throwing for – you're talking about an, the MVP of the, of the league last year who's throwing for almost 500 yards, and they're not winning football games. Yeah. Okay. Probably then, probably one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. We just talked about Lamar Jackson as well, but Mahomes. So you're telling me this guy has to throw for over 500 yards a game just for you to get a victory? With one kneecap. With one kneecap? I don't even, you know, possibly get a victory? You know, what What more can can this guy do? You're absolutely right. They need to revamp that defense for sure. So, I mean, that's just shame on the Kansas City organization for not really putting the players out there on the field that really need to get it done. Because a lot of folks had the Chiefs in the going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, thought that they would be the best matchup for the, the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it seems like the, the Ravens have the formula for beating the Pats as long as they're at home. I, I don't know what the mm-hmm. what it's going to look like away from there if, if uh, the AFC Champ game is hosted in New England. Um, but, you know, that will, it remains to be seen that right now the teams to beat are the Pats and the, and the Ravens. Yep, yep. Also, another game which was which was pretty surprising: the Saints getting routed by the Atlanta Falcons at home in New Orleans. Uh, I mean, man, I picked this game Saints all the way. Yeah, man. Me too. I, I don't know what happened to New Orleans. You know what was going on? That 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 old line was was getting dominated. They yeah. they were getting to breeze all game long. You know the Fal- the Falcons had six sacks. 
you know, on defense. Getting I mean, back there with a three-man rush. How are you getting to a Hall of Fame quarterback with a three-man rush? Dude, shame on that offensive line. You know, Breeze didn't even throw for a score. I mean, they the Saints didn't score a touchdown at all. They had three field goals. But, man, you know, I would credit to the Falcons for getting it. But if you lose at home New Orleans to a one-win Falcons team, shame on you. Shame on that Shame on that defense. To me, I mean, the Saints need to turn it around. Do you think think the Saints got exposed, or this is just a one bad game for them? I mean, it's a division opponent, right? Like, these guys know you the most of anybody out there. So, you know, they can, one, play the psychological game because you're not going to get pushed around. This is why when people are like, oh, the Patriots have a cupcake division, the Patriots get played very hard, especially when they go to Buffalo. We don't look at the Buffalo Bills as a world beater, but they take it to the Patriots every time they get a chance to because mm-hmm. they are a division rival. They know you the best. Is it your stepbrother, your, your little brother? They, they are in your pocket. They follow you. They know all your tricks. They know the moves you like to pull, and they don't give you an inch. You know, So I, I think this is the Falcons coming out saying, hey, you know what? Let's just go out there and have fun, right? There's no reason for us to come out here and feel like, oh, man, it's the Saints. Da, 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 woo, woo. The season's lost. We have one win. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to the playoffs, uh, and our coach might get fired. So let's just go out mm-hmm. here and screw it, guys. Like, don't even think about it. Don't think about your schedule. Just know that we have the most tape on these guys. We know these guys the most. So let's go play them hard. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and, and, and another game I wanted to kind of talk about was the Seattle and San Francisco game from Monday night. Seattle handing the Ooh. 49ers their first loss of the season. Another game which I predicted – Two weeks in a row where I predicted the undefeated team would lose in the prime time, and I got it Seattle right once again. I mean, Seattle, Russell Wilson is doing doing it up. I mean, he is definitely another uh, MVP candidate along with Lamar Jackson as well. Man, I got I to gotta, I gotta ask you this, man. Uh, are the Seattle Seahawks the best team in the NFC or maybe even possibly the entire league? Uh, I don't think so because I don't believe they have the defense for it. If you, if you watch, if you, Hey, whoever stayed up that late, kudos to you for watching the entire game. Uh, the, if not for the 49ers losing five starters between the offense and the defense, uh, I don't think we watched the Seahawks win that game. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders was having his way up and down that field. And until whatever freak injury he had that he went right into the back after it happened. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't see this game going the way that it did, uh, you know, and they did have a, a chance to win it there. McLaughlin missed a 47 yard. What I, you would think is a chip shot. Cause he hit a 57 yarder to, uh, right. to send the game into overtime. Um, I, the saints, I mean, you know, uh, I was looking at some pundits online um, and they were like, well, you know, yeah, they're, we're getting an MVP season out of Russell Wilson and think, you know what, all credit to him, but it's his defense that is allowing him to have this MVP season because they just can't stop anyone. They just now, to their credit, Jadavian Clowney gets a touchdown, gets another uh, strip from uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. That, that defense came and played lights out against them. But of course, you know, again, one of the starters at the 49ers loss was an offensive lineman. Um, you know, I, I think, I think everything kind of the stars align for them. Uh, the Seahawks will definitely be a team to beat if they're going to come out here and be gritty and be tough. Uh, I, I think they're definitely the team to beat. Now the, the thing to, to watch out for is, uh, Tyler Lockett did not finish the game, had a contusion on his leg, spent mm-hmm. the night in an, a Bay area hospital, didn't go home with the team. Uh, you know, so that's, that's something I, I don't know if they look like the same receiving core when you have a guy as efficient and as good as what, as good as him. Yes, you have Josh Gordon there, but Josh Gordon is not replacing Tyler Lockett. DK right, Metcalf, he's not there not yet. Tyler Lockett. Um, 
Are they? I, the best team? Well, let me ask you quickly. Before, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Before you get back to that, you know, can you do you think Josh Gordon can be that guy and get back to the way he way he was? You know, one a Pro Bowl receiver. It's so hard for me to to say that because he wasn't getting it done with a first ballot Hall of Famer throwing the ball to him. And I and I, when you for Next. me it was watching it on tape. You know, it didn't look the greatest. It's when I watched it in person when I went to the Patriots versus the Redskins game, and I'm watching Tom Brady take a little bit off the ball when he throws it to Josh, and Josh still isn't catching it, right? Wow. Like you're, it just, it's it's easy to see it for the one or two plays that happen that are big in the game, but play to play, heart, you know, uh, excuse me, uh, route to route it was hard for me to see Josh Gordon looking like Flash anymore. Um, and that's why I felt like it would be, it would have been great for him to be here in Seattle where they're hyper-efficient with the throws. They don't, they're not going to throw it 40 times in a game. You know, the, the, the times that Seattle Seahawks look good and the Russell Wilson looks good, he's leaning on the run game. Carson, uh, excuse me, Chris Carson is doing his best Marshawn Lynch impersonation, running hard, so mm-hmm. that when the play action comes and that bomb is downfield, it is a touchdown. And you get those stat lines where Russell Wilson has only thrown for 32 or 30 31 passes uh mm-hmm. but he's made 28 passes has over 300 yards and three touchdowns right and chris, yeah chris carson carried the rock what 25 times in that game so yeah they're definitely establishing the run which is great and which is definitely the thing to do especially in this league you have to be able to run the ball you have to be able to play defense so but so as back to my original question do you think the seahawks are at least you know or who is if not the best team in that conference I and with as many injuries, I, it was the 49ers going into this game. You know, the Seahawks beat them. Do we say the Seahawks are the best? I, I, we watched the Seahawks uh, get punished by the Ravens. We watched the Seahawks get punished by the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Like, it's it's tough for me to say that they are. I, it, it's a toss up now. Like I said, the, the NBA's uh, Eastern Conference is the NFC's uh, uh, division, the NFC Conference. Anybody can come and present and be the NFC champion and go to the the Super Bowl because there's so much parity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Let's move on, Obed. Let's get into a couple statements here on You Right, You Mad. First one up here for you, Obed. The Cowboys will not make the playoffs this season. <sighs> you know what, Sherman? You're right. I mean, it just it doesn't seem like they are putting it together in the games where they need to, you know, in a in a quarterback like Kirk Cousins that that team has beaten back when he used to play for the skins. They just look like they didn't have it. The the run game should be there. They have all the pieces back. Zach Martin is back on that offensive line. Zeke is back and paid and they just don't look like the the dominating offense that they were before got albeit they're getting great numbers from Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb having a resurgence, but something about them stinks of of just bottoming out and and losing uh, a few games that you know desperately they need. I think they have a really tough schedule. Uh, if you give me a second here, I can show it. I can take a look at it. That's why I kind of bit my tongue on whether I was going to, you were going to be right or you were going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the run game. I mean, Zeke Elliott, only a very, another mediocre, only 47 yards in the ground. Dak Prescott was really doing everything coming off, you know, that, you know, in that loss against the Vikings, but I, I can't see the way, the way they're playing. I can't see them getting in, dude. I'm yeah. Sorry. They've, they've got the game against the lions. Uh, they're at, they're in Detroit next week. The week after that, they go to new England. After that, the Bills come to town. Then they got to go play the Bears. Then the Rams come to town. 
then they're basically playing the Eagles for probably what be, will be the NFC championship, the NFC uh, East title, mm-hmm. and then they get the Redskins uh, at home. I see at least three losses there. I feel like they could lose to the Bears. I feel like they'll definitely lose to the Pats. And between the Bills or the Rams, one of those teams could sneak them. Uh, you know, I think the Bills mm-hmm. could start on them, but the Rams, that they don't. I don't think they match up well with the Rams, especially if uh, everyone's at full steam over there and they get their offensive line woes together. Um, but, but you know, hey, I, let, let, let's keep it rolling. Uh, I have a question for you, Sherman. You write you mad. It matters that Lamar Jackson's two perfect passer ratings were against Miami and Cincinnati. You mad because just the fact that he was able to do this and put up, you know, perform it. Remember, they're everyone's. They're all professionals. They all play at the same same level. You know, for they're a check. All, yep. You know. You know. I mean. This is not, you know, one guy playing one team playing against a college team or a high school team. These are professional NFL players doing what they're they're getting paid. As you said, they're getting that check to do what they need to do. Lamar Jackson is really just having a phenomenal, phenomenal year. It doesn't matter if he's going against Miami, if he's going against Cincinnati, heck, if he's going to go against Denver, if he's going to go against New England, whatever the case may be is, you know, San Francisco. It doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson is for real. And I think you just have to give credit where credit is due. The fact that you know he put up another perfect passer rating, which at the end of the day, let's face it, folks, you know, it doesn't mean you know that much having to weigh that much more. But it's just, it's kind of a unique thing that you know he's only one of maybe of what four or five quarterbacks in league history to have multiple perfect passer rating games in a season. I think he's um, the only one. I think he might be the only one. I know. I think I think that's been done a couple times. Yeah, it might be. We'll we'll, we'll get our we'll get our, our our stat guy to check that out for us. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I mean, the, but dude, like I said before, Action Jackson, he's doing his thing. You have to give him credit. I mean, he's just a phenomenal athlete, and he, he's proven to guys you know he can actually throw the ball. He's not he's not just a one dimensional. He's not a one dimensional quarter you know running style quarterback kind of how people were comparing him to Michael Vick. You know, I think he gets he he works on his accuracy. He can be a legitimate All Pro quarterback in this league. Yeah. You know, I quite frankly I I'll definitely say that, dude. You know, so that's my take on that moving on let's get into the picks for this week's folks um just kind of we're doing a quick recap on last week we didn't do so great last week through in week 10 i think i went six and seven you went five and eight oh bad gained you gained one game on you so it looks like i'm up five games on you here throughout the season like i said the biggest um one from pick opinion this week last week was seattle coming out with that victory in san fran so let's get into it folks this week uh first matchup thursday night football pittsburgh at cleveland i'm gonna go pittsburgh um even though cleveland coming off that good win against buffalo which which is what which came out to a close one again too i really thought buffalo could pull it out but I'm, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go steelers in this one here yeah, you know, that game last week, I think Cleveland beat themselves. They, they uh, excuse me, I think Buffalo, Buffalo. beat themselves. Uh, they came out here and didn't show who their identity was. The week before when they played against uh, Washington, their identity was Devin Singletary and a condensed game with jo- with uh, Josh Allen. They came out and wanted to mix it up with Frank Gore. And, uh, you know, it, it, Singletary is the future. Stopped it. He, uh, Singletary, again, on a little bit of work, outgained Frank Gore. I don't know why they're trying to bottle this kid up. That's where the future is. That's where their best opportunity comes to win is. But I digress. We move on. It's going to be Pittsburgh all the way. That Minka Fitzpatrick first first round pick was was a great move on their part. Really helped to shore up that back of the defense and keep them from getting fried up. Looking like the trade of the year so far. Yeah. 
yeah. doing work. Uh, next one I show up, Dallas at Detroit. We briefly talked about before. I'm going to say Dallas. Matthew Stafford is out with some broken bones in his back, I believe. Um, he didn't play last week. I think he said that he's day-to-day, week-to-week. I don't think he plays again this week, so I think this should be an easy one for the Cowboys. You think this Matthew Stafford injury could be career-ending? I mean, they said he's had this problem for the last two years, and the pain finally got so bad that they had to sit him. Man, and dude, the back is nothing to play with. Why do you think Tony Romo's not playing anymore, dude? One of the reasons why he, dude, because frank, frankly, dude, once your back goes, you're done, man. I don't know if it's currently. I don't know the severity of the injury at this point. You know, I kind of like want to wait to see what happens here. Does he, if he have, does he have to have back surgery? Who knows? But I mean, if this is really, really serious, then yeah, he might, he might need to take a look at himself and say, yo, dude, take a step and chill out because yep. the back, you do not want to mess with your back. Doctor so. said I need a backyotomy. <laughs> so are you going? You going? We're you going, going, we're going Dallas. We're going, we're going Dallas. Dallas. Going to come out. I mean, Detroit against against uh, Jeff Driscoll. De- no dog. That's not happening. Jeff <laughs> Drizzy. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Again, you know, if Jacoby Brissett is not playing again, I'm going to go Jacksonville. But, however, if Jacoby Brissett does play, I will. my pick will be officially changed to the Colts. But as of right now, I'm going to go with the Jags. You know, I mean, the Colts didn't look too bad with Brian Horner back there. It's good for them to have like that that veteran QB presence, one of the, the premier backup QBs that was signed in the offseason. I, I almost wanted to take them in this game, but thinking that uh, it's going to be the return of Nick Foles, he's just going to be uh, hucking and chucking it out there. I mean, he got injured on a big throw to DJ Chark. I can see them cooking up a couple more times. I'm going Jacksonville. You know what? You're absolutely right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jacksonville all the way here. Even if Brissett does play for it, I my mistake. I forgot Foles is coming back. I'm going Jacksonville all the way here. Buffalo at Miami. This is an easy one here. Miami's atrocious. Even though they did come out with that victory last week over the Colts, I don't know why they're winning games. I thought you wanted to get the number one pick. So it's gonna go to Cincinnati. So I'm gonna go to Buffalo. I'm gonna go with Buffalo, of course. I think uh, Miami has enough draft picks. They can trade up if they want to. They will end up with either Tua Tolova or Joe or Joe Burrow. Uh, but uh, you know what? Hey, more power to him. Brian Flores comes from a, a pedigree of we try to win games. We're not out here to, to suck for anything. Uh, but I'm going to go Buffalo. Yeah, gotcha. Denver at Minnesota. Minnesota all the way. Denver is not playing well. They're on there. I think they're backup QB. Minnesota coming off that good win against Dallas. So um, hopefully Adam Healing can get back in the lineup. Uh, I'm going to go Vikings. Yeah, going to go Vikings as well. I don't know if Thielen will be back in the lineup, um, but they've obviously shown that there are other pass catchers there. Something that I think the Rams need to learn from. Somebody else can catch the ball outside of Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Minnesota. Yep, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans has to come out with the victory here, coming off that tough loss against at home against the Falcons, as we talked about before. Tampa Bay getting you know, the win over Arizona last week. You know, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm gonna, I'm predicting this game to be, you know, New Orleans maybe putting up 38, Tampa Bay, you know, let's say 28 possibly, uh, maybe even more. But I'm going to go Saints. You know, this with the idea of Bruce Arians with this Tampa Bay team is starting to come together. I had a hard time picking New Orleans in this game because they put a really bad tape out there of people being able to get to the quarterback. And, you know, it's really hard to run on uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, and if, you know, Tampa Bay has a disappearing act by, uh, or I think that Mike Evans will try to make up for his disappearing act and donut that he had against New Orleans last time they met up. So, you know, Tampa Bay might be thinking that they've got somebody reeling here with the New Orleans Saints coming at home, but I'm going New Orleans. Yep. New York at Washington. Of course, we're talking about the Jets. Um, 
going to go Jets. Washington's just a mess, even though the Jets, you know, came out with the victory over their other new other New York counterpart last week. Still have to I have to go to the Jets. I can't I can't I can't go Washington at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to go Washington, even though Vegas is saying that Washington might win by uh, basically it's a it's a pick on toss up, but it's one and a half to Washington. Uh, I don't see how they win this game. I feel like the Jets are going to figure it out, um, but I'll, and I'm definitely going the Jets. Yep. Um, next matchup here, Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina all the way. I mean, Atlanta got a got a luck victory over, over the Saints last week. Christian McCaffrey is just too much for them. I'm going to go Carolina. Man, can we talk about how good Carolina looks? And even though Josh Allen is missing a bunch of passes, he's not missing Kyle, any more Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen, Josh Allen, who played quarterback <laughs> for the, uh, the, Bills. the Bills. Um, <laughs> Kyle Allen is out here missing as many passes as uh, Cam Newton, but is spot on on a lot of... He's, he throws a great comeback route to DJ Moore. Uh, he finds Curtis Samuel whenever he needs to. Uh, and, the, you know, they, there's enough misdirection there with Christian McCaffrey running all... They, they almost beat the Packers last week. Yeah. I don't even know how the Packers are 8-2 right now. Yeah, um, we said it. You know, Kyle, the Panthers maybe might look better with Kyle Allen at quarterback over Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton might not be there next season. I mean, you can't pay him $20 million to come out here and not be able to hit a quarterback, a a, a running back in the flat or a wide receiver on an out route. You know, Kyle Allen can do that, and it adds a different dimension to them when they can get the ball to the receivers. So, you know, we're going Carolina all the way. All right. Houston at Baltimore. I like this matchup a lot. You know, a matchup between two great young, uh, similar quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go Baltimore here in this one. You know, it's at at home. I think that plays a part in it. So I'm I'm, I'm saying Ravens. Yeah, I wanted the the only thing I can say is even though Houston has a terrible secondary, which obviously from the get-go is going to make this a, an awesome game for uh, Lamar Jackson to showcase what he can do, they that defense plays against a guy like Lamar Jackson every single day in practice in uh, Deshaun Watson. So I'm hoping that they can figure out how to how to slow him down a little bit and give the rest of the team a chance. And you know uh, Deshaun Watson can come out here and lights out. America, I will be honest, this might change a few hours before the game. So you know we're gonna go Houston this time. But we hey we got to get back on the winning edge. <laughs> I like it. Arizona at San Fran. San Fran all the way. I think this is an easy one. Somebody please go watch the tape. D, D, David Johnson looked like he was running in mud. You could have played his stretch run play to the outside. We're trying to get to the corner. We're not trying to get to the 7-Eleven. My God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with uh, San Francisco on this one. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati and Oakland. I don't even care about this one. Keep, yeah, yeah, keep it going. O- yeah. Oakland. Yeah. On record, just be on our record on Oakland. Uh, you're uh, New England out of Philadelphia coming out. You know another uh, Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. Man, it's it's hard for me to go against New England, even though it's the game is in Philadelphia. Uh, I was thinking about picking the Eagles, but I'm gonna go Patriots. This is how the schedule makers work, ladies and gentlemen. They give New England. They forced New England to go to Baltimore and play Baltimore after Baltimore had a bye week. So they gave Baltimore two weeks to prepare to play New England at home, right? And then they turn around and give them Cincinnati, which is a cupcake, and then they get Houston, a good matchup, at home. The Patriots, coming off of this loss, get two weeks to get prepared for Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Probably the best opportunity for New England to do well in Philadelphia by giving them a bye week to prepare and rest up before they go into one of the rowdiest places to play. Because that's what's true. I was trying to get tickets to this game, America. I'm not going to Philadelphia. It is not safe out there, especially if the... 
especially if you're trying to rock Patriots gear, woo, you woo. might not make it back. To who I, and and ladies and gentlemen, let it be known: a 76ers player who is from the DMV wore his Redskins jersey out there, and they fought him. The yes. Eagles fans fought their 76ers players. I am not going to Philadelphia. <laughs> Quite frankly, no one should go to Philadelphia. <laughs> Brotherly love my ass. <laughs> That's right. Chicago at the LA Rams, man. Where the Rams offense, you know, quite frankly, let's put it out of APB on the Los Angeles Rams when Sean make Sean McVay's offense. I don't know what's going on. It's in LA. It's Sunday night matchup. Chicago has no offense at all with Mitchell Trubisky, as we know. I have to go Rams. I have to think that they come out firing this game. They need this victory. You know, I mean, even though the Chicago Chicago has a, a stout defense, as of course as we know, but the Rams sitting at five and four, they cannot go five and five here. They have they need this victory. Yeah, Rams definitely need this victory. I I feel like the thing is they lost two offensive linemen in that game. You know, I, I just don't know. And knowing how skittish your quarterback is in Jared Goff, how poorly he reads defenses, you know, I just he he's just not going to have enough time back there to even look like an effective quarterback. So it, while I am going the Rams, you you Khalil Mack is not the guy to show up at your house when you have offensive line problems. Yeah, but man, I just don't get it. You like I said, they lose it. They lose it in the road to the Pittsburgh. But the fact that Cooper Cup had zero catches in that game is astonishing to me, dude. Astonishing. Now I will say this: if you watch, if you watch the uh, the Pittsburgh game, um, there was definitely defensive pass interference on Edmonds, the safety. Didn't even turn around to play the ball and interfered with Josh Reynolds in the back of the end zone, but it never got called. And conveniently, uh, Fox switched away from the game to continue to finish up the home cooking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is Adam Thielen from last year all over again. You cannot give all of your work to one person on the roster. You have too many studs. There has to be packages for uh, Gerald Everett. There has to be packages for Tyler Higby. There has to be packages for Robert Woods. There have to be packages for Malcolm Brown. There have to be packages for Daryl uh, Daryl Henderson. There have to be packages for Tyler Gur- for Todd Gurley. You cannot be the L.A. Cooper Cups. Come on, Sean McVay. You're supposed to be the genius. Yeah, uh, I'll 100% agree with what you're going with, though, Ben. And finally, Lola, Monday night matchup, Casey at, at the Chargers. Dude, I have I, the Chiefs, another another team that need a victory here. They cannot, you know, they cannot afford another loss. Chargers are, are not that good of a team, even though they did beat Green Bay earlier this year. I have to go. I have to go KC in this one. I mean, we talked about it. How bad is the Kansas City defense, right? They're going to come out here. If you think that, uh, you know, um, the uh, the Titans can come out here, and the Titans are not a good team, but they can come out here and rush for 200 yards on them. What is Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon going to do to this defense? Dude, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, 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 I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah. But, but there's no way. I just can't see Kansas City really just coming out with another loss here. They cannot afford to lose. They have yeah. to. They have to realize there's a sense of urgency at yeah. this point in the season. They need this victory. So that's why I have to go KC on this one. I agree. Going, going KC as well. KC yeah. as well. Okay. All right. We're on pace there. So only one difference in our in our uh, picks this week with the Houston and Baltimore game. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We thank you again for tuning in. Obed, any final words for the people here after this week? 
getting ready for the fantasy playoffs, guys. I hope you uh, you, you save that number one waiver wire. You may need to go pick up Brian Hill from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Devontae Freeman is out. Edo Smith is on IR. They are going to give him a whole lot of work uh, next week. Hopefully he, uh, he brings it home for you. Uh, remember, the holidays are coming up, right? Do not bring a terrible side dish to your Friendsgiving, all right? You can't just <laughs> throw together some flake. Anybody making flake potato, mashed potatoes, go to hell. <laughs> Don't be bringing no damn stovetop stuff and eat it. Do some nonsense, dude. Come with some legit stuff, okay? If you have to go to Whole Foods and box something up, do what you got to do. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Yo, I'm telling you, man. These people, they're they, they going to learn today. Because you know what? I mean? they, ain't, they ain't coming to my house. I'll tell you that right now, player. I don't play that nonsense. You, yeah, you can take your ass back home, player. Yeah, we are closing the door in your face. If yep. you up with I'll that unseasoned stale food. <laughs> that's right. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us to hear again. Uh, don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud.com slash What's the Word Entertainment. And also on our Twitter feed at the W-W-E-N-T. Photo bed, I am Sherm. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Later.